The Gospel according to Luke. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is, all, he is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved Son, and you bring me great joy. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. In Jesus' name, there was a young boy who was being raised in the Lutheran tradition who went to church with his best friend one day. It was a Baptist church. And it was the first time he had the chance to see baptism by immersion. And he was very taken with, uh, with all of the spectacle of it. And so after he got home that afternoon, he decided that he would baptize his three cats in the bathtub. Now, the little young kitten took it pretty well, no problems there, but the next oldest one put up a little bit of a struggle. Still, the little boy was able to get that cat baptized too. But the old family tomcat would have none of it. At the time the boy took the cat into the bathroom, next to the bathtub, the cat started misbehaving, shall we say, and quickly jumped out of the little boy's arms and got away. But the little boy was not to be outdone, and so with some clever tricks and a lot of perseverance, he finally grabbed old Tom again and took him back into the bathroom next to the tub. And old Tom began to act up even worse the second time. He began to spit and claw, even scratching the little boy's face. But finally, after just getting just a couple of drops of water on the cat, the little boy dropped, the cat, dropped old Tom to the floor with a lot of disgust and said, well, okay, fine. Just be a Lutheran. See if I care. <laughs> I guess that says it really doesn't matter how much water you get to use, you can still get the job done. Today, as we do every year right after Christmas, we turn our focus to Jesus' baptism. And that must be an important event in Jesus' life because it is 
written about in all four of our Gospels. I mean, think about this for a moment. All the things that we love about the season we just finished celebrating. The Virgin Mary, the stable, the star, the shepherds, the angel choir, the magi. None of it is mentioned in all four of the Gospels or in any other New Testament writings. But the baptism is key. All four Gospel writers bring it out and, and mention it, and the question is why? Why would that be so important? And biblical scholars have a, have a really have a whole host of reasons that they offer for its importance. But let's just say for today, Jesus' baptism marks the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. In fact, Luke even says so in the verse right after where we stopped reading today. Luke says, Jesus was 30 years old when he started his public ministry. And so that's one reason why we remember this every year. But it's not the only reason. Going back into our text for today, Luke tells us that after his baptism, Jesus heard a voice from heaven telling him, You are my dearly loved son. I am so proud of you. The angels might have sung at the manger, but God's voice is heard the first time by the river where Jesus is claimed and called as God's chosen one, the one given as a gift for the world. His public ministry, his life, his death and his resurrection is God's gracious way of claiming us as being God's own children. And so as we remember Jesus' baptism, we are also invited to remember our own, to remember that we belong to God and that we have been called to be a gift given to the world. Have you ever thought about the fact that our baptism is one thing that we actually share with Jesus? Jesus was born. Obviously, we are born. Jesus died, and obviously we are going to die too. Jesus was baptized as we are baptized ourselves. And on the day of our baptism, God says to us exactly the same message that was said to Jesus. You are my child. I love you dearly. I am so pleased with you. But the question is, do you believe that? I know it's hard to do sometimes with all the things that go on in our life. 
with all the hustle and bustle of just trying to keep our heads above water, with all the stresses and strains that, that, that go on, it's hard for us to feel that sense of being special. But whether we feel it or not does not change the fact that we are God's own children. We are very much loved. And it starts with baptism. Now let's be clear about something. Baptism is not some kind of magical incantation that that makes us somehow more special than we would be otherwise to God. In our Lutheran tradition, we teach that baptism as, and Holy Communion, the sacraments that we celebrate, our sacraments are merely an outward sign, an outward expression of what God has already done. Maybe you were a baby when you were baptized. And you were too young to understand it. Certainly even too young to to know that there even was a God. Perhaps you were old enough to want to have the blessings of baptism for yourself. And so you chose to be baptized. And it really doesn't matter how much water gets used when it's done. None of that really matters. The point is, it all starts with what God does. What God does for you and me. God wants nothing more than to have a relationship with us. You heard it in the, in the Old Testament reading from, from the prophet. How God establishes this relationship and goes to great lengths to make sure that relationship stays intact. And the same is true for us. God wants that relationship to be strong. And so through the waters of our baptism, we are actually able to feel the reality. As we feel the water, we're able to feel the reality of God's love for us when nothing else might do. Years ago, a new pastor came to know a man in the con- who was a leader in, in the congregation. This man represented everything that was good and right and, 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 and wholesome in his life. He, his wise faith oftentimes gave a lot of guidance to the congregation, and, and he oftentimes exhibited courageous leadership. But by his own admission... He wasn't always that way. He he told the pastor, he said, you know, when I was younger, I was always looking for trouble. And if the trouble was really bad, I would look twice. But then he said, I met Elizabeth, a kind, sweet, smiling, beautiful young woman who loved me more than I loved myself, who loved me no matter how big a scoundrel I was. And little by little, I became less and less of a scoundrel. And finally, we got married. 
And I have spent my whole life trying to make her as happy as she has made me. And then he said something quite remarkable and powerful. He said, Elizabeth loved me into loving. That's the message of our baptism. That God claims us through those waters. Even when we may be scoundrels, even when we may go out looking for trouble, God never gives up on us. He hangs on to us and loves us unconditionally. And so the truth of our baptism is that God keeps this relationship alive even when we try to deny it, when we ignore it, when we run away from it. It is God who is constantly at work through the power of the Holy Spirit, calling us back, urging us to come close and maintain that relationship that God has for us. Because God will never, ever let us go. And I find that truly amazing. So much so that sometimes I have a hard time expressing it. Some time ago, someone asked me, why do you get so emotional at church and worship? And I got to thinking about it, and, and I came to see that most of the time, my emotion wells up in me whenever I am proclaiming the good news of God's love. Whenever I express the peace of Christ in the midst of a, a warring and torn world, whenever I hold the bread and the cup offered for the forgiveness of sins and the renewal of lives, just as Jesus did, whenever I see the expression on your face, the relief that comes when you realize you are forgiven, you are loved, when I see that you get it, it gets to me. It moves me. Maybe it doesn't move you in the same way. We're all different. But the truth is still the truth. We are loved with an undying love. And that same love is what makes us who we truly are, the sons and the daughters of God. The gospel tells us that at Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit was given. And through that Holy Spirit, Jesus was empowered to go out and carry out his ministry and give his life for the world and rise to give the world new life. Just so, in our baptism, we are given that spirit so that we might be spirit-led to go out and continue the work that Jesus started so long ago. 
the man in the church said, I wanted to live up to her love. She loved me into loving. The power of our baptism is that when we become aware of how much we are loved by God, we find ourselves falling in love with God. And when we love someone, we want to live up to that love. And we do so when we live together as the body of Christ. His hands and his feet in this world. Giving ourselves for its healing and for its renewal. God loves us into loving into living out our baptismal promises. And so today I want us to, to think about our baptism in a, in a different way. I want us to take a moment to remember it and to renew it as we reaffirm it using the promises that, we, that were made when we were baptized. So I invite you now to turn in your bulletin to where the section called the affirmation of baptism as we remember and affirm that we are God's own children. So please stand as you are able. Dear friends, we give thanks for the gift of baptism as we come before God to make public affirmation of baptism into Christ. Let us pray. Merciful God, we thank you that you have made us your own by water and the word in baptism. You have called us to yourself, enlightened us with the gifts of your spirit, and nourished us in the community of faith. Uphold us and all your servants in the gifts and the promises of baptism, and unite the hearts of all whom you have brought to new birth. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God, the powers of this world that rebel against God, and the ways of sin that draw you from God? I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. You have made public profession of your faith, do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper,
to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. And people of God, do you promise to support and pray for one another in your life in Christ? We do, and we ask God to help and guide us. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and the Holy Spirit you give us new birth, cleanse us from sin, and raise us to eternal life. Stir up in your people the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen.